Greetings and welcome to another round of Master Phil in Your Corner. This podcast, episode number 82, will be discussing myofascial release and other therapeutic non-drug-based treatments. And uh, we're going to have on a uh, repeat offender, one of my <laughs> very good friends, <laughs> Dr. Michael Dworkin. Say hello to the- Right on. The, How you guys the, doing? The crew out here. Yeah. <laughs> so before we step back and enjoy the information on today's subject, let's thank our sponsors, because without our sponsors, none of this would be possible. So first is philross.com. Definitely want to go check that out. We're revamping the whole site and uh, we're going to have some, some new offerings there and then we're getting rid of some and you know, it's going to be all fun. So definitely check out philross.com for kettlebell training, bodyweight training, uh, defensive tactics, little knife work, so forth. Um, and then we also have the bodybell method. That's the world's only kettlebell bodyweight and dynamic tension certification based on a minimalist approach to strength, health, and fitness. Also recognized by ACE and NASM for continuing education credits. And we also want to check out the uh, other products for training with a Dragon Door. And that link is up there as well. Kettlebells and videos and books and so forth. And then we have Fit Team for healthy organic energy boosting and weight control supplements. And we have Up Boxers. So my link is going to be up shortly. And, uh, you know, if you want to go there and order stuff, just look for me as one of the athletes on that. We have burnalong.com. Definitely go check that out. The link for the discounts is on the Masterfill in your corner website. P3 Training Group. Plan, prepare, protect. Are you, your family, or your company prepared for what might happen? Of course, Health is Wealth, the interactive health, fitness, and wellness platform. Check it out. $59 for 15 months. And you can have all post all the blogs you want, videos, conduct surveys, chats. You can uh, sell your products there. We have our vendor section, which should be up by the end of the week. Speaking engagements and coaching through Professional Speakers Bureau and the Z-Winning Mindset. Yeah, that, you got to come check it out, man. It's, it's, it's great stuff. You know, we do a one-on-one mindset training. We do group training. And then um, I'm also available for speaking engagements. We have Pay-Per-View Flicks, the owner of Warrior Island, have launched uh, a total fitness, wellness, uh, educational uh, platform. So you can go there and get uh, a lot of my educational materials for kettlebells and martial arts as well. So uh, also, of course, the Master Fill in Your Corner podcast. If you want to be a sponsor, hit me up. So without further ado, let us get into this. So, uh, so many people are in pain. So many people seek out drug therapies. So many people just get frustrated because a lot of times it doesn't work and they just wind up, um, you know, ingesting all kinds of pharmaceuticals and so forth. So uh, before we get totally into the subject, give some of the people who may not have heard you before a little bit of your background in this area and, and what you're doing now. All right. So uh, I am Dr. Michael Dworkin. Uh, I'm a chiropractic sports physician. I'm a licensed massage therapist and I'm a strength and conditioning specialist, uh, as well as an adjunct professor. Yeah. So, you know, sound like nice that, <laughs> yeah, you got a lot, of, you got quite a few accolades there. And, you know, tell us some of the differences now just being a regular like a regular chiropractor and what you do, because I, I, you know, I know what you do, but I don't know if everybody yeah, else. Exactly. Um, so a doctor of chiropractic after there's prereqs and you, um, 
the as much as a problem it may be, it's actually a benefit that there's a lot of different uh, versatility or variance in the chiropractic profession. Mm-hmm. But when you graduate from chiropractic college, you get a doctorate in chiropractic, you're board certified in um, ways of the spine, balancing the nervous system, nervous system flow, all that fun stuff because the body heals itself as a central yeah. theme. What mm-hmm. I have done after that, because I've been treating athletes, active individuals and, and the like, is I went and got certif- board certified as a chiropractic sports physician. So you have first aid and emergency procedures, as well as extremity and repetitive strain injuries and things specifically in the athletic or on the field type of um, athlete. Uh, so maybe that repetitive stress and strain injury. So I want to talk about yeah, that's that. my wheelhouse right there. So um and then what happened was I was in private practice from the mid nineties to, you know, about probably early two thousands. And I started instructing at a local massage school mm-hmm. and talking to the people there and just going for further education and board certification, as well as in some of the Eastern arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I got licensed as a massage therapist and then further along uh, or somewhere in there, depending on, I, th- I might've been before I got licensed as a massage therapist versus after I got certified as a, um, uh, a certified strength and conditioning specialist, which is by the National Strength and Conditioning Association. That is the person who in team sports creates strength training and stability programs mm-hmm. uh, for the team athlete because different positions train in different ways. That's yeah, NCSC and you need that certification to be a strength coach in colleges. Exactly. Um, so that's pretty much me in a nutshell, as far as an adjunct professor, um, I teach at Bergen community college. I certify and teach people in CPR, first aid, self-defense, as well as whatever they need me, (laughs) weight training, dynamics, that kind of thing. And that program is based on the survival, strong self-defense, of course. Yeah. Because of someone we know (laughs) like yourself, no, no, hundred percent. So, um, so now, you know, we were talking about the um, repetitive stress injuries and, and repetitive, you know, strains and stuff, you know, because especially now with today's athlete, you know, yeah. kids are starting younger, they're, they're playing a lot more games. I mean, I look at even, you know, when you were wrestling in high school, if you had 25 matches in a year, you know, that was a lot, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, and now these guys are having 30, 40, some states. And it's year round. Matches. Yeah, and, and not even good, but it's year round. Like you're yeah. getting, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of wrestlers are getting 50 matches in the off season. Yeah, and yeah. so it also it's not just wrestling; it's all the sports. So when you come back to that chiropractic sports physician and or licensed massage therapist that specializes in orthopedic massage, which is what we're going to get into as far as the treatment modality, cumulative trauma, stress, repetitive strain injuries. It's kind of the same thing. It could be yeah. even the individual. As we know, sitting at a desk, whether it be pre post COVID, you're at the desk. And again, it's repetitive strain because those postural muscles are then working overtime. Now, when it comes to athletes, they're doing the same thing repeatedly, hence the term repetitive strain injuries. But the problem is because it's year round, because the periodized or training strength training, all of the above routine over the course of a year really doesn't change all that much and they don't have recovery. They're always at a stress level. 
there's none of these, you know, you kind of train, recover, and then you get a detox or an off season. Right. A lot of them, a lot of people aren't having an off season. And what happens is what I found from coming from practicing in the city or back in the nineties and early two thousands, you have people in the heck elementary school, if not the middle school, having conditions, repetitive strain injuries, or that presenting in the office like the professional and Olympic athletes used to, because it's yeah. just constant install. Yeah, I mean, you look at a couple of injuries uh, to speak of. One would be people, uh, young pitchers getting Tommy John surgery at 14, 15, 16 years old. Yeah. I mean, Tommy John was like in his 40s, okay? Yeah. Uh, there's a big difference. But a young kid getting this type of surgery because of the repetitive stress, the repetitive strain, uh, of the pitching motion on the elbow. I mean, uh, you know, uh, and then of course uh, you look at like women with the knee injuries. Yeah. And then women don't realize that, you know, because of the shape of the hip, the position of the yeah. knee, all right. Um, you know, they are susceptible to these type of injuries. And, you know, there has to be some type of proper strength training and stretching and so forth and, and massage, proper massage to go in here to release these things. So, you know, what, you know, what do, what do we say? Let's, uh, let's, let's take the, um, the women with their, uh, with their ACL injuries. Yeah. So that's a perfect example because what happens is and someone in Northern Highlands actually the other day just suffered an ACL like rupture. So when the ACL tears, it like explodes. And what happens forget the age, take the age out of the equation. What happens with the, with the female pelvis is it's wider than a, than a male pelvis. So the Q angle, which is the angle between the pelvic, the hip and the knee is on the top end of normal or it's increased. So there's a lot of torque around the knee. Yes. So when you come from a, the way the ACL types like, likes to injure is when you decelerate, rotate and accelerate, which means when you cut. So when you go one way, you stop, which decelerates for you to turn and then change your direction, especially in younger, whether it be peri or post pubescent females in that high school kind of genre, they're in different stages of development. And what happens is there's a lot of torque and they don't have the proper strength and stability program, which is the long game to have handle that torque. So in my arena, I'll get them out of pain where I'll release the adhesions or the restrictions, trigger points, all that fun stuff, uh, balancing the structure of the kinetic chain, like that hip, knee, and ankle we talk about. But without proper strength training and stability training of that single unit, it's just a matter of time. Because that physiology, the, the, the Q angle, the hip, the knee, and the ankle is set up to put that more stress on that medial aspect or the inside portion of the knee, that meniscus, the ACL, the MCL. So when they go in that fourth quarter or the latter part of the season, and they've kind of re repetitively strained it, it's not crackle pop, you know? Yeah. See, this is, this is one of the, the problems I see because you have modern, um, you know, modern medicine and uh, therapy, you know, your typical uh, physical therapy, you know, you go to an orthopedic, maybe they get you out of pain. And then they send you to, to the therapist to, uh, you know, stretch it, whatever, minor. And, and it's if very low-level sh uh, strength training. If I may interject, yeah, go ahead. interject here, well, pain is a very subjective thing. So That's another, when, yep. when they inject it, 
or heck, if they jump to surgery or inject it, or if they send you to, I'll say PT, I'll even say chiropractors and massage therapists that just get them out of pain, but don't look at the long game. Getting out of the pain is kind of the easy thing. And also, I got to point the finger at all the people. It's not just the PTs throwing them on, you know, exercises and stim and hot packs and stuff without the soft tissue work. Because once you, you have to restore the structure, it's the exercise routines they're doing. You know, each leg has to function independently. For have to someone to do exploding like plyometrics or um, type of bounding type movements or explosive or strength movements without the stability there from each side independently, it's just a matter of time. It's like in your neck of the woods when you talk about kettlebells. You know, someone could say they're doing kettlebells, but unless you're really doing kettlebells the right way, you're kind of waiting for snap, crackle, pop. Yep. I hate to use that mnemonic, but yeah, yeah, you know the, the thing is that <laughs> <laughs> So you know when we're talking about that, they, they it just seems that they they'll maybe get them out of pain. But now, what are we doing to prevent this from moving forward? You know, what are, how are we going to mitigate this this situation? How are we going to uh, uh, make it so that they don't get injured again, or at least if they do, it's not as severe. Because yeah, look, and when you're in real sport, injury is going to happen. You know, you brought uh, up an interesting point. And, one, and again, one of the reasons I love kettlebells so much is because you're working the stabilizers with virtually every movement and the body has to compensate for the shift of the movement that's uh, of the bell because the bell is a, of an odd shape. It's, it's off center. So the body has to compensate that by recruiting all the different stabilizers. And, you know, when you're, when you're doing your, your proper workouts, you have an upper body push, upper body pull, lower body push, lower body pull, in addition to single leg work. Yep. And operating the transverse plane. If it's you're as not function doing as that, function can be. <laughs> yep. And if you're not doing that, you're opening yourself up for injury. Exactly. And we know, we know most injuries, if not, I'll go on record as saying all injuries happen in the transverse plane. It's when you start to rotate and you don't have that counterbalance or the stabilizers and that's it. <laughs> snap, crackle, yeah. pop. Snap, crackle, crackle, pop. Be like a word of the day. <laughs> Especially when you're, when you're, when you're talking with the, uh, a lot of these female athletes, when just because of their hip structure and the alignment of the knee, they're already on the edge. So now yeah. you put the competition factor into here. I mean, you know, women are eight times more likely to suffer an ACL injury than men are. I mean, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. God, when I was reading those statistics, I'm like, God, this is insane. You know, we, we got We have to address this. You know? Yeah. I, and they I, have I, a I lot of different points because again, it's the, the, the stage of development, right? It's the menstrual cycle. It's, also, but that the, the reason why the knee is such a focus is because of that Q angle. They're at that top end of that normal where the, already the ACL, the end, that whole medial aspect, the inside mm -hmm. portion of the knee is yeah. under stress or yes. torque. So if you just, you know, you kind of ump the ante, it's just a matter of time till it's just, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. compromises. Yeah. So uh, now let's talk about, let's talk about the elbow because we see that a lot in these young There you girls. go. Yep. You know, like they're yep. pitching, they're, they're throwing, uh, and, and, and maybe their, their form is, is not great, or maybe they're just doing too much. Is it, you know, what, what do we have? Is it a combination of these? For me, for me, it's yeah. all about, it's like life. It's all about balance, right? 
there's good and the bad and the bad and the goods, right? And so when it comes to the elbow, if you notice, we're talking about the same joint. The elbow is very analogous to the knee, right? And as we know, the stable joint of the knee and the elbow, it's, it's uh, bookended by flexible joints. Like let's, let, yeah, let's talk about that because here's something, you know, because as we know, maybe many people listening do not know that every other joint, well, hey, listen, I don't know, but we're here to educate, right? Yeah. Every other joint either favors mobility or stability. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. if you if you're trying to, if you have a lack of mobility in your wrist or your shoulder, it's going to come out in your elbow. Yeah, it's uh, the kinetic chain concept, you know, yes. like your shoulder, your elbow, your wrist, just like your hip, your elbow, and your, I mean, your, your hip, your knee and your ankle, yep. um, it's bookended by flexible joints because of the kinetic chain. Now as martial arts, martial artists, you use to compromise it and use it to their advantage, right? right? With athletes, if you strengthen those joints, you could use it to your advantage, right? So the problem is if you have one joint in the kinetic chain that is not balance or equally strengthened comparably to the other joints, there's going to be imbalance. When there's imbalance, pulling it back to the elbow, um, there's going to be a compromise either in, if I, yeah, the outside or the inside. Now, when you talked about Tommy John, because there's so much flexibility in the shoulder, mm -hmm. trying to hopefully the people can see this, when there's so much, if you look at a picture, there's yeah. so much external rotation that you have to balance that torque through the upper extremity when you kind of propel the ball, right? For those, for those um, just listening to the podcast, what the uh, good doctor did was bring his arm back in a throwing motion. Um, so, you know, if, you're looking, the, <laughs> if you're looking at the throwing motion and considering the throwing motion, also it is an extremely strenuous movement for the human body. Yeah. So now because the shoulder is flexible and the elbow is ne necessarily is not, all those rotations and torques, like in the knee, the elbow, it's handled through the ligaments. So the inside of that ligament, that ulnar collateral ligament, yep. is the Tommy John, you know, uh, problem child, for lack of a better word, yeah, yeah. literally just rips because there's too much torque. And then to fast forward to what whoever else is listening to the podcast that likes to play golf or tennis or I was just going to go into golf. the medial and lateral epicondylitis. I exactly. was just going to go into that. <laughs> so it's, it comes from imbalance. It's all about balance. So what happens is it, it's hard to see with the cameras. Cause again, we're three-dimensional organisms versus two-dimensional pictures or objects. Um, the outside of the arm, right. Is very, very often imbalance or weaker than the yes. inside of the arm because we're a flex society you're gripping things you're typing you're you're grabbing things yep. and so the inside of the arm is strong and stable but when it comes to the outside hence the backhand hence the golf swing um if you're not strong and stable with that outside of the arm it's just a matter of time to the lateral epicondyle the outside of the elbow is going to be compromised from overuse yep. because the tissues can't handle the strain, the torque, all of the above, which where kettlebells come in, fat bars to train with or training grip strength in both angles, flexion and extension, rotation, all that fun stuff. Yeah, I come, I've come up, I'm actually gonna put some uh, videos up on it, but some uh, wrist work, you know, 
Yeah. So what? like we, I, I train, I train Paquita Tershikali, which is a Filipino martial art. And a lot of the time we use sticks in the mimics of the edged weapons that it's so famous for and that it's designed for. I have weights on my sticks. Um, so this way, if you have a weighted sticks, when you wield it and during certain directions and certain angles and all of the above, it's the best thing to train the forearms versus the flexion extension or like kettlebells, like you were saying, in different angles and different directions, it's going to train the form I was designed to be trained in different angles. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because it, it, the wrist does have to rotate. Yeah. And, and, and now it's another thing too. If your wrist is inflexible or your shoulder is inflexible, that's going to affect the elbow joint right away. And, yeah, and, and, and it's going to have to, it's going to have to compensate for that movement. So yep. this is when we run into problems. So we also not only have to strengthen, but we also have to pay attention to the particular execution of the movements in order to do them properly. And uh, you know, you got to work on the flexibility of your of the the mobile joints as well. Yeah. How many people stretch their wrists and shoulders properly? Yeah, right. Nah, I gotta. Yeah, I definitely no, agree. No. I agree with you in disagreeing that people. Don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they just don't. So that you know, yeah. that's something that has to be addressed. And you know, the thing is that people think that they have to go crazy with this uh, and 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 go, you know, oh god, I can't. I don't have the time for that. I mean, heck, I even have a golfer's workout that's like you know half an hour. You know, it's like twenty bucks, and you have and you can do that for the rest of your life. And you golf. don't have to play golf. Like people should oh. people should kind of sign up for that because it, it it's just effective. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I used to train with you at the Lethway, it, it's just, we used to do body movements to enhance mobility and strength in addition to whatever movement patterns or protocols we did. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's, that's the long game. That's going to yeah. prevent seeing people like me. <laughs> yeah. So, so how do we, you know, how do we get people to really understand the picture of the long game? You know, I mean, we are such an instantaneous society, you know, whether it comes to food, fitness, yep. health, yep. you know, we, we think we want it immediately, boom, now, and, and you know, it, it doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't happen like that. If we had a magic pill that did it, I'd love to take it, I'm sure everyone else would, but there will never, ever, ever be a magic pill. Those magic pills have been going on for centuries, yeah. and they, they don't work, okay, this fad diet doesn't work, this uh, unsustainable fitness routine does not work. Uh, these quick fix health, you know, programs, yeah. they do not work. What we have to do is as a society understand that is a, a long range effect. Hence why you went and did the, uh, you know, Eastern medicine. Yeah, you got it. It's evolved. Like you have to evolve yourself. And then we, as you know, I, I look at myself as a, as a service provider, you know, the goal is to help people get well. So the, our purpose is to get out there and, you know, it's like put the word out or just you practice what you preach. But my whole social media thing is choose happy, choose wellness, right? It's not about, um, as you know, me, it's not about me or what I'm doing. It's about having someone to just Take a second, just that brief second during that scrolling thing of saying, hey, you know, choose happy, choose wellness, right? If you can't see the sun, change your perspective. Like the one I had today. If you can't see it, change your perspective. Yeah. You choose the happiness, right? If you can't 
choose some sort of wellness model, whether it be exercise bound. I mean, you can get into particulars, do some sort of recovery, like body work. I tell people don't, don't be a stranger. Come see me once every four to six weeks. It doesn't have to be when you're in pain, you know, to keep you on that even keeled hum, just like when you yes. work out, if you, if you do, um, it's like, if you do the work consistently, you won't, the wheels on the bus won't fall off. So the idea is for us as service providers is to constantly not so much be annoying and being in front of people's faces, but be annoying and being kind of in front of people's faces. You know, it's like, you got to always say it. And listen, you know, if, if, if people treated their bodies, like they treat their cars, actually, let's go the other way. If they treated their cars, like they treat their bodies, the, the cars would be broken down. You yeah, know, you don't, exactly. you don't put the right fuel in it. You don't change the oil. You don't check your tire pressure. You don't check your belts. You don't keep your fluids. You know, you don't have brake fluid, transmission fluid, whatever it is. If you're, you don't have no windshield wiper fluid, uh, no antifreeze, the car will break down. And this is the thing that we have a bunch of broken down cars as bodies in America. I'll go even further. I'll go even further. It's like your house, right? We all have that friend, family member, or someone we know that keeps their house in disarray, right? <laughs> so if you're not proud of your place if your house is not your home if you're not going to keep your home like a temple like well kept and you're not proud of it what's going to happen vermin's going to come in it's going to break down and then it's the same thing with your body well here it's also about respect if you don't respect your home enough you know to to take care of it like i you know i tell my daughter this my young one i said listen man, you you know when you have friends over you have to show respect for your house because if you don't respect it, they won't. You know, I feel the same way about your body. If yep. you show respect for your body, you show respect for what you're trying to accomplish, people are going to respect you more. Yeah, 100%. You know, when somebody walks in a room, and I, you know, I, don't, I don't care. Yeah. Let's say somebody walks in a room and they're in shape, they dress sharp, they look sharp, they command respect right on the outside. Hey, they may be... They may be terrible at what they do. Who knows? But you know what? The immediate. No, they're, they're, they're noticed. They're, it's a definite, it's a definite like tracker. Like they, they project that, okay, I'm taking care of my, my temple. Cause at the end of the day, you only have one body. You only mm -hmm. have one mind and one heart. If you don't take care of them, they're going to, they're going to call you back and it's not going to be a good message, you know? No, no, no. But you know, if you, if you come in and you're, you're out of shape and you're, you know, overweight and dress yeah. slovenly and so forth. Uh, you know, un unless you deal with some people, because then, it, you know, they may go and give you a ton of money for, you know, crypto and then you lose all of it. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> I'm not going to get on that. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, you, you, you want to take care of what you have. And yeah. Then, you know, and, and a lot of times people say, gosh, oh, I don't have the time. You know, nobody has the time to take care of what they need to. But then how are you going to take care of others if you if you can't perform yourself? Yeah. I got to take care of this. I got to do this. I got to do that. Well, but then you could say, you know, my my position on that. And I, it, it doesn't mean that much to you. Like yeah. if you, you're going to the whole meme, you're going to bring up or find an excuse. Oh, no, it's not an excuse. OK, it's an excuse because you're not doing it. Right. Like you can split it up. How many times have we've taught class? Like I, you can split it up to 10, 15 minutes mm -hmm. in the morning, 10 to 15 minutes in the afternoon. 
You know, you could split it up. You really only need 20 to 30 minutes. Right. Even back in the day when we didn't have access to the Eastern <clears throat> European training blocks, the whole thing of to maintain a half an hour, three times a week will give you some sort of fitness. If you don't have a half an hour, okay, then that means you're definitely not, if you're, if you're on social media, if you just cut so, your time on social media, which is a huge time suck. Huge. Right there could be your time exercising. Yeah. Well, here, 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 your time in front of the TV. You can exercise oh, in front of the TV. I, you don't have to be. I do. I yeah. do. Yeah, I jump down and do push-ups, sit-ups, squats, bridges, whatever I, you know, I feel like doing. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the whole thing. I'm coming out with a book, uh, I'm, I'm about three quarters away done, called Exercise Snacks, Fitness Five Minutes at a Time little snack hey you can join them together for a 10 minute workout you can put three of them together for a 15 minute workout do one five minutes here five minutes there you know people hey you wouldn't believe, people wouldn't believe that how much time they waste doing meaningless or meaningless things if it's not meaningless to them that's fine okay but then don't give us don't give the excuse that i don't have time yes like everyone has 30 minutes if you don't have 30 minutes in your day in my opinion, you have to kind of reevaluate your life. Yes, yes, yeah, 100%. Because it's, like it's like in the airplane, right? You have to put your mask on before you put the next person's on, right? Or I teach CPR, like you have to be good. The scene has to be safe before you get involved. It's the same thing. If you don't take care of all of this, you can't be a productive member of society. It's just no. not going to happen. Look, here's a funny thing. If you're talking about social media, if you look at how much time people waste on social media, and if you use that time, or even half of that time, to work out, learn a language, or read a book, you're going to have something. Look, and you know, if you, if you waste all this time on social media, in ten years, you know what you have? Nothing. But if you spend that time learning a language, working out, doing something like that, you've accomplished something. So yeah. you're, you're right about that wasted time, and not only I would say that. six months. Yeah. Like it's six months. Like how many times? I don't. I, for some reason. You know, I'm not old. I'm not old by any means, but at 50, I could still remember when I first started working out like 12 or so or 13. I just remember the huge shift of my psyche yeah. in like two or three weeks. Yeah. And then, well, I say 90 days, you're definitely going to notice a change when I call it the 90 100%. Yep. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? This, these are all axioms that that we need to keep getting out there. And you know what, as right. far as I'm concerned, we could keep saying them ad nauseum because you know what, we want people to be healthy and we want, we want to do our best to help them live better longer. And that's, that's it. It's just a life of service, you know? Oh, let me ask you before we wrap up, Sure. where can people come and see you? So my office is in Emerson. My, uh, my contact number is 917-576-1340. If you want to look online, I'm at functionalhealthconcepts.com, where you can get some information with me, about me, all that fun stuff. You know what I'll do? I'll put that also in the, um, in the description data for the podcast, so yeah. people can reach you there. Well, again, you know, always a pleasure having you on the Master Phil in Your Corner podcast, and uh Audience, hope you really enjoyed it. And thank you for being with us today. Ah, pleasure Master mine. Phil. Master Phil signing off. Strength. Thank you, sir. <laughs>